0: Welcome to Out of the Technicolor Closet, a podcast promoting inclusivity and understanding for the LGBT youth of today and tomorrow. We are your hosts,
1: Ling and Stephanie. This is sponsored by the Out Center, located in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Today we're going to be talking about the coming out process and how that affects the mental health of many people of the LGBT plus community.
0: Yes. Yeah, so first let us let's touch on what is coming out. What is that term? What does it even mean? Mm-hmm. And why do you need to come out or why should you? Coming out is a term used by people to define when they want to tell another person about their sexual or gender orientation slash identity. And contrary to what many people believe, coming out of the closet isn't a one-time thing. First, you need to come to terms about your identity with yourself, which might take a while, and you don't necessarily need to come out to everybody, but it is recommended. It's a lot less of a burden to carry with you when you're not
1: keeping it a secret from everyone around you, including yourself. Ooh, very true. Oh my gosh. I know my coming out process was (laughs) like a year span, basically, of Mm -hmm. telling people, still hiding from people, all that kind of stuff. I was going to say probably even longer than that, actually.
0: Yeah. It's a a lengthy process and there's really no rush when it comes to coming out. Take your time. like. Don't let anybody say, like, yo, you need to tell everybody right now, and it needs to be a right now thing, and you gotta, like, broadcast it to the whole world. Nah.
1: And I don't know how it worked for you, but I know with me, the first, <laughs> the first at least, like, ten people that I told, I probably cried um, tiling them because I just wasn't sure how people were gonna react or... Mm-hmm. Um, or if they'll think of me any differently or whatever it may be. And I was just, like, I was still trying to just come to terms with it myself. Yeah. And that that's kind of how it was
0: for me. Like anytime me and a family member were sitting in an area and LGBT people were brought up, I was nervous. Oh my and gosh. Right. Anxious. Yeah. Like I was watching love Simon with my dad. And there was a point where um, Simon came out to his dad and I was like, I was just like, Oh, oof and i looked over i was i was in theater with him and yeah. i was like what's what's gonna go on and he just like looked over at me and he hugged me and what? i was like
1: my heart what? oh god!" that was that was how that went yeah that's easy i know <laughs> i mean no, I was, that's nice like though. he
0: kind of knew because i slowly told him like yeah i'm like dating this girl and he's like uh, okay i mean have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. That's kind of weird, but oh man. Wow. Anyway, well, good for <laughs> you though. <laughs> um, but continuing from explaining what coming out of the closet really is, let's address what mental health issues are and are they really quote unquote that big of a deal? Because there's many people that hear about depression, anxiety, a bipolar disorder um mm-hmm. uh, so on and so forth and think that's not a big deal <laughs> like yeah um you can get over it you don't need anything like you, it, it's just a phase you're Aww. just overreacting
1: when anybody ever says to get over like the way you're feeling about whatever it may be i'm just like oh hell no you did not <laughs> like you don't tell someone to just get over something if it was that easy then i'm pretty sure we'd all be super happy but that's exactly. not how it works <laughs> So
0: there are many people in today's world that don't see the impact the mental health issues could possibly have on another human. There are many illnesses that could severely affect a person's day-to-day ability to function and maintain any sense of stability, which is why it's so important to be educated about a matter that could affect friends, family, or even yourself. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to mental health and coming out or coming to terms with being LGBT+, there's a lot to consider. Like feeling like you're excluded or that you're not normal enough to do certain things when you're figuring out your orientation. And it can already add to present anxiety or depression. Yeah. So there, there are a lot more types of mental health issues out there besides totally. just the two, but these are like the most common. Yeah. And feeling unaccepted internally and externally can put a slowdown on recovering from anything along those lines.
1: You know what? And I think that's, uh, you saying that actually just made me think of the struggles that I've had for even um, the past few years, because like my coming out process came at the end of a really, really bad breakup too, mm-hmm. with the, like- I've been pretty sure, you know, I've mentioned this before, but with a terrible person and um, <laughs> it was unfortunate. But at the same time, it, it makes you feel like you're set back for sure. Yeah. Because you're dealing with that. In addition to that, like I was dealing with a breakup, too. So it was just like so much um, like weight on my shoulders that it's like I didn't even know how to start again almost mm-hmm. you kind of left barren it's like you had all this stuff that you were building on
0: for god knows how long and now you're just here with nothing yeah and exactly. you're like what do i do
1: oh yeah because it's like now you're finally getting the opportunity to um be who you've always wanted to be like openly mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's basically it's like you're a baby yeah <laughs> you are not know, trying to like trying to walk and talk and figure out how to just do life and you're just kind of like, well, this.
0: I guess this is how it is now. Yeah. And when it comes to understanding mental health issues and coming out, there's always coming to terms with being part of the community. Mm-hmm. So sexual orientation and gender identity, like many things in life, develop over time. Mm-hmm. So don't worry if you aren't sure about what you are yet. Part of coming to terms with who you are is asking around and reaching out and slowly letting yourself develop. And if you have an obviously accepting family member and you feel comfortable enough, go to them, talk to them. Yeah. If not, there's online resources, or maybe look around at your school or college to see if you have a GSA, which stands for Gay Straight Alliance, mm-hmm. or a local LGBT plus community center, like the Out Center in Ben Harbor. Yes. Nice. It's a good plug. All <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> After you really figure out what you identify as, there's another thing that you really have to. Address before you can continue and be fully solid in who you are and what you are. If you do suffer from mental health issues, mm-hmm. so dealing with said issues as you work through your identity. If you end up self-diagnosing or being diagnosed by a professional with a disorder, the first thing again that you need to do. What you might not want to do is reach out mm-hmm. and find an anchor. Whether that anchor is a parent, a friend, a teacher, or a partner, find them and hold on to them with all your might. Yes, there are so many people out there listener who love you care for you and would do absolutely anything for you and would be totally devastated if anything happened mm-hmm. and there'll be tough times and dark days many of which me and my friends have experienced but as cliche as it might sound the next day will be better you'll still be here making a difference in someone else's life even if you don't even realize it
1: yeah and now that's a great point to to bring up and i know this is common uh, with a lot of people in that lgbt community but you can have suicidal thoughts when this happens. I mean, I know mm-hmm. when uh, uh, I was 13, 12, 13 years old and I started figuring this out about myself, like that's literally where my head went just because I just thought something was terribly wrong with me mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it depressed you so much. Yeah. Um, and it's rough if you don't have anybody to talk to about it because like I didn't talk to anybody about it for like 10 plus years after that, mm-hmm. you know? And um. It sucks. It sucks feeling completely alone. So if you feel like you can reach out to anybody, definitely, definitely do so to help yourself.
0: Yeah. And when it comes to reaching out and trying to find somebody that can help you through these difficult times, understanding how your parents or friends or loved ones will react is another thing you really need to consider. Mm -hmm. So while coming out nine times out of 10, it's a liberating process. There are many possibilities that you need to weigh, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to your family and people closest to you. Make sure that you look at the benefits and the drawbacks coming out in your family could have. So if you're not sure how the people close to you will react, start by asking them questions about the community that don't really involve you and see what their response is like. And maybe bring up something that happened in the news or in your local community. But remember, keeping yourself safe and taking precautions is your number one priority.
1: Mm -hmm. That's how I gauged, uh, you know, certain people. Of like if something was happening in the news, mm-hmm. it's like oh look at that. How do you feel about that? Yeah, It <laughs> just kind of like
0: you're sitting you idea. there, like yeah. interviewing them, like so, dude on the news. Yeah, pride festival. Look at that. How Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and on top of that, figuring out the best time to come out. Mm-hmm. So after you've gauged the situation and you've been like oh. These people like it or, oh, they're not really supportive. Mm -hmm. After you've thought a little bit about your identity for a while and talked a little bit with the people around you, gauge a good time to tell your family and friends what's up. So maybe you need to rehearse a little and figure out what you're going to say before you tell your family or friends. But just make sure that you have the facts before you go and say like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Because sometimes there's questioning family members. They're like, how do you really know? Like so on and so forth. Are you sure this isn't just a phase? Are you sure you're not just doing this for the attention? And then you have to come back with the, no, this is me because, no, I know because, or else there, there's undeniably, there's going to be some doubt, sadly. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And another thing to remember is that not everyone's out to get you and that you probably have a really understanding family. You might. Um, And they'll probably come to terms eventually that this is who you are and this is who you'll always be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes
1: it takes a long, long time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I know that. (laughs) But there's always end result if you're patient enough Mm -hmm. to a certain degree that there will be that acceptance in the end. Yeah. Sometimes, though, not many people are lucky enough to come out in a comfortable environment. So if you're living in a hostile place where there's no support of the LGBT plus community, make sure you're out of there before you come out. If you know your parents would kick you out, wait until you're self-sufficient and have your own place. If your life is in danger, make sure you do everything you need to to get out of there and find a more welcoming place where you can be without being in constant fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. Because weighing oh my gosh, am I going to live to see the next day? And who am I? Yeah. At the same time, you're going to be so stressed out, you won't know how to deal with either. Totally. So I know for a lot of people, there was times when they came out and they were kicked out. Yep. Or there were times where they wanted to come out, but they knew that their parents would have been like, I don't want to see you, you're not my child, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And a lot of people don't have a place to go.
1: Yeah. So it's really,
0: sadly, it's a waiting game sometimes.
1: Uh, it's just it, it's so sad when you um, hear about that just mm. because it's like, regardless of maybe this is something you don't believe in, this is your child. Yeah. Like, why would you just abandon them just like that when they're trying to reach out to you? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, like, deepen the bond, exactly. if anything, between by, the both of you. Yeah, by sharing this very personal thing about them. Mm-hmm. So... Going
0: back a little bit, talking about self-deprecation a little bit when it comes to understanding who you are, Mm -hmm. a really heavy topic is dealing with internalized homophobia during the coming out process and Mm -hmm. the discovery process. So let's hit on what it means. So internalized homophobia basically means when somebody observes the prejudices and negative perceptions that parts of society hold against the LGBT plus community, and they look at those and they reflect those views in on themselves. Mm-hmm. So said person can be part of the community themselves or heterosexual identifying. And there are many ways to identify if you or a loved one is dealing with such a difficult internal conflict. And I'm going to read off just like a few telltale signs. And these are quoted directly from the therainbowproject.org. So denial of your sexual orientation to yourself and others. Attempts to alter or change your sexual orientation. Feeling like you're never good enough or engaging in obsessive thinking and or compulsive behaviors, underachievement or even overachievement as a bid for acceptance, contempt for more open or obvious members of the community, and contempt for those at earlier stages of the coming out process, denial that homophobia exists and that it's a serious social problem, Contempt for those that are not like ourselves or contempt for those who seem like ourselves. Sometimes distancing by engaging in homophobic behaviors, ridicule, harassment, verbal or physical attacks on other LGBT people, or projection of prejudices onto another target group or becoming fi- becoming psychologically abused or abusive or remaining in an abusive relationship.
1: Um. Oh my gosh, it's a lot of those... That you mentioned yeah. is like totally relatable things. Um, because I don't know about you, but I remember I can remember back to my freshman year of high school, and I was talking to a friend, and uh, she was telling me that she was gay, mm-hmm. and I probably did not react. And it's not like I was a jerk or anything because I'm just not like that, but I think I was just kind of like maybe disapproving of it or something, yeah. even though you know I clearly. Myself and by, but Mm -hmm. I think I just like wasn't accepting any of it, so I was just kind of like, Oh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, you know. I was like, Damn, you're a jerk, you know, Mm -hmm. looking back at that, but I'm like, No, 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 it's just like you just weren't okay with yourself yet, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I totally understandable,
0: yeah. I kind of went through the same thing. i my uh, best friend for a few years, I ended up dating her. Um, my brother and my mom would always make fun of me, like, oh, you want to hang out with your girlfriend this weekend, and you want to go see your girlfriend? And I, I'd get so angry. Mm-hmm. I'd get livid. I'd say, no, she's not my girlfriend. Don't say that about me. I'm not like that. She's not like that. I don't like her when, obviously, I go to bed, and I'd be like, oh, she's so cute. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> And I'd just be like, I'm never gonna tell them, and they'll never find out. Yep. And then,
1: I mean, eventually they did. Like, the drastic Things you you go through or try to do to, like prevent people from knowing. Yeah, it's just crazy.
0: It really is, and it's kind of a self defense mechanism Mm -hmm. because you don't really know who you are at that point.
1: Yeah, and And oh no, go on. It's it's understandable, but only to a certain extent. See, I know with um me too. This is something like I struggled with with for so long was basically pretending to like or maybe date people. Like guys that oh, yeah. I was just like, I don't think I really like them, but I, it's like, you know, my family would be big on being like, oh, so you're going out with anybody new or mm-hmm. what's going this? So it's mm-hmm. like, I felt like I had to prove a point all the time. Yeah. And for so long, even only a few years ago, I was trying to be like, what what am I doing? Why am I, why do I feel like I need to do this? Mm-hmm. And um, then it you know, occurred to me that I was like, oh, it's because you're overcompensating ultimately. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I... I made my I I like felt so bad about that for so long, but then you know when you start to read more stories about other people's experiences, I'm like, oh, this is a common thing that people do because they think this is something they need to do to prove to the world that they're, you know, quote unquote normal, Mm -hmm. you know, straight. Yeah, yeah. I went through
0: many a short term boyfriend Mm -hmm. before I was like, hey, maybe there's a reason behind why I don't like this. Exactly. But yeah, going back to the uh, to the main topic, um, internalized homophobia, if you or someone you know is showing symptoms like this, please reach out. Please do some more research. And if evidence starts to mount in a negative direction, reach out immediately for help. Yeah. It isn't safe to push anything down or keep anything inside. Internalizing harmful subjects only makes it worse in the end. Yep so
1: and then you're just like walking around being a negative nancy about everything exactly and you're always like
0: a downer everybody's like what's wrong and you're like nothing Nothing. i'm not gay it's like you didn't say that it's like
1: (laughs) i know you were thinking it exactly yeah yeah you're so in your head about everything yeah so we have a special guest today um this is pete pete you want to say hey Hello. <laughs> nice to see you to join us. So um, Pete's going to ask us just like a few questions ultimately, um, just regarding the coming out process.
0: Okay. Um, the first question I had is, did you always feel like you were part of the LGBT or like bisexual or gay, or did you feel that inside of you at a young age or was it always there? Been there since forever. I got to think about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, catwoman oh catwoman <laughs> let me just say oh uh, when you like halberry written. catwoman oh. i ooh, i was out there You're I, like, was, girl. <laughs> I was like oh my gosh i love her outfit and i tried to walk like her and my dad was like oh my gosh she's trying to be like like he perceived it in a different way than i was mentally he was like oh she's trying to act like a a very um promiscuous woman and like walking like that when i'm over here like oh no, no i want she's- that she, i just want to <laughs> be you like that like i want
1: that like oh my gosh like hello um yeah you know what i think uh when i remember just watching actresses on tv uh when i was younger and you know it was like i was super fascinated by them and mm-hmm. just very like wow <laughs> but it didn't it really click Yeah, as to what it was that I was feeling towards them, because it was definitely a different feeling than just the normal like, oh, I like this actor or this Mm -hmm. actress, you know, when did you feel the most
0: confident to come out?
1: Oh, okay, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. I felt the
0: most confident to come out after my brother knew because he's my closest friend. He's the person I go to to talk to about anything. He was always my anchor, like we Mm -hmm. talked about earlier. So after that he knew and I knew he had my back, I felt like I can tell anybody and if anybody has a problem with it, not only I can say something, but I got my older brother here to back yeah. me up, you know, man, like I got the whole
1: crew with me. That's awesome. Um for me, uh <laughs> I don't even I'm trying to think. I, I, you know, it probably was after I already had told so many people, mm-hmm. I was not confident for the longest time. Um and uh you know all the way up to when i told my parents which my parents were one of the last people i had told Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i was gonna say it just yeah it took a really long time to actually build up the confidence to finally start being like yep this is me this is who i am because like nowadays when you talk to me i'm like yeah by the way i'm bi." yeah what mood (laughs) what you got nothing (laughs) exactly but you know it's like you have the confidence now to just be like whatever this This is is who i am exactly Mm
0: -hmm. who was the person you were most worried to come out to okay this is this is a hot take all (laughs) right so in asian culture especially when it comes to being vietnamese Mm -hmm. being part of the lgbt community isn't really even addressed yeah it's it's kind of looked down upon i would say um and i'm pretty sure there was a few laws in vietnam and cambodia about same-sex marriage and whatnot and that being illegal for a while So I was most afraid to tell my mom and my mom's side of the family because every time I talked to my mom about the future, she'd be like, oh, you're going to marry a nice man and you're going to have a whole bunch of kids and have a whole bunch of grandchildren. And like I knew I wasn't lesbian i knew that i still liked guys but at the same time i'm like what if i don't end up with a guy exactly what if i can't provide you with what i need to and at the same time it was that internal struggle like do i want to give my mom something like give my mom that part of my life yep or do i need to start saying this is mine like you can't dictate
1: this specific part of my life oh yeah because well, that's the thing. It's like you feel like you're kind of being controlled, even though it's your life to live and everything like that. But it, it, you don't want to disappoint uh, your parents because that's for me. That those are the two hardest people. Like it was, it was to like for me to tell anybody. Yeah. Um, terrifying. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know when I talk to them about it nowadays, they're like, "Why would you ever feel so scared to tell us about stuff?" I'm like, "Because you guys were very homophobic when I." was growing up yeah um I'm like I can still tell you guys aren't fully mm-hmm. like okay with everything but you accept me for me now I hope so mm-hmm. um but yeah it was just like such a scary thing and you know there were a few people here and there that I was just like uh I don't know if how I feel about having to tell them it kind of worries me a little bit but I think you know after again doing it so much and telling so many different people in time it just gets easier and easier. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> definitely didn't start out that way. Oh no, definitely not. And when I told my mom or
0: when she kind of found out because we had this party and my girlfriend at the time was there and she got like really sick and I was caring for her and I wasn't like watching what I was saying. I'm like, babe, are you okay? Oh my god. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and um my mom heard me and she was like trading questioning glances with my brother and she pulled me aside the next morning she's just like are you are you dating that girl oh and i'm like i was like this is it and i'm like yes and she's like okay that's okay for now because i know you'll you'll marry a guy oh my gosh and i'm like (laughs) okay mom we'll work on this and we we have worked on this and she's she's come around a lot and i think it's really just how your parents are raised sometimes where oh yeah it's like what they know is what they need to go by what their kids need to go by they're they're
1: only thinking about what's the best for you really yeah. no and i get that but it's just like they need to understand too that what's best what you think is best for me is not always what's best for me mm-hmm. and i'm with you on that too like oh my gosh the amount of times my parents like almost like caught us kissing or like oh my saying gosh. something you know and it was just oh. kind of like like, yeah. you know like <laughs> run away oh that probably wasn't obvious but i don't know they, yeah. did, they didn't seem to notice uh, but but that's actually because i think my parents were kind of just oblivious mm-hmm. um because they didn't even have that on their radar yeah you know so
0: weren't even thinking about it
1: No, yeah
0: so thanks pete for coming all the way out here tonight for asking some
1: questions that probably a few of the listeners had you're welcome Well, I think that about wraps it up for today. There's definitely a lot to the coming out process and for sure, uh, you know, it can affect your mental health. And uh, if you need to make sure to reach out to obviously what we said, the right sources, or if you even need to seek professional help, um, that's going to be something that um, will definitely help you get to a better place if you are struggling with any mental health issues. So join us next time for when we talk about sex ed in the community and how to keep you and your partners safe. Hey, thanks again for listening. It really means a lot to us. And give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe to Out of the Technicolor Closet anywhere you go to get your podcasts.